Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Earrings Off. We want to invite you to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. You can find us on Facebook at Earrings Off Podcast and on Instagram at The Earrings Off Podcast. Welcome to Earrings Off. I'm Lou. And I'm Teresa. Let's get started. Hey, y'all. I'm riding solo today. You just got me, Teresa. First, let me say, thank you for spending a little time with me. I'm going to try to be brief. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about health equity, exercise, and then finally getting to my jam, nutrition. Let's get into it. So first, let's talk about health equity. I'm hoping to encourage each of you to be your own health advocate. There are studies and evidence that show when it comes to health care that black women are routinely marginalized and disregarded. We, upon arriving at the hospital with the same symptoms as other women, are routinely sent home without a diagnosis, or the specialized testing that that others receive. We're just dismissed. And it really doesn't even matter our status. It doesn't matter if we're rich or poor, educated or not. The only differentiator is that we are black. So right now, because of the lack of equity when it comes to our health, we continue to experience excess mortality relative to other women, our lifespans are shorter, we are disproportionately burdened by chronic disease, diseases such as, you know, cardiovascular diseases like stroke and high blood pressure, by obesity and cancer. Black women die more than any other while bringing life into the Please, please, please take a little bit of time to research this as I've only scratched the surface. This is a problem that the U.S. has failed to deal with. So we've got to take the measures into our own hands. We have to demand equity. We need to take an active role and responsibility for our own health. We have to become the CEO of our health. So what does that mean? Right? There are a series of points that I think are important in becoming the CEO of your own health. And I'm sure you will see a pattern and there might be others that you have, but you'll get the point, right? First of all, you have got to make yourself a priority. You have got to ask questions. There is no such thing as a dumb question. You've got to build a relationship with your doctor. They must know you as a person. You can't be afraid once that relationship is built 
You can't be you cannot be afraid to fire them when it's time. You got to make sure that your doctor, or your provider is competent and compassionate. You cannot be afraid to get second opinions, especially when it comes to things like surgery. You have to make sure that all of your concerns are being addressed. You have to be certain that you're getting the level of care that you are looking for, that you know you deserve. It is so important for us to be our own healthcare advocate. We have to role model this behavior for our children, particularly our girls. They have to see you doing this in order for us to break this cycle. They need to know that it is okay for you, for us, for them to speak up and ask questions and to take matters into their own hands. Advocating for our health by holding our health care providers accountable will result in improved wellness and healthier lives for us all. So let's recap those points one last time. I'm going to go through them really quickly. Again, make yourself a priority. Ask questions. Build a relationship with your doctor. Don't be afraid to fire your doctor when it's time. Make sure that your provider is competent. Get second opinions. Research your symptoms. Monitor your Monitor your um, lab results year after year. Make sure that all of your health concerns are being addressed. And be certain that you're getting the level of, de- level of care that you are looking for and that you deserve. Yeah. It's so important, y'all. We have to be the CEO of our health. So now let's talk about what we need to do to not get sick, right? The first thing I want to talk about in this vein is exercise, people. There is no magic pill for us when it comes to that. We have to move our bodies. We have to move our bodies. We need to do at least 30 minutes of exercise a day most days of the week. So I know, I know it can be intimidating for some who, especially those who don't exercise, right? So if you're not doing 30 minutes a day, then start small, just move. Maybe it's five minutes a day for you in the beginning and you build up to 30 minutes a day. But the point I'm trying to make is There's just no way around it. You've got to move and you need to get moving now, right? So let's talk about what some of the benefits that you already know exercise provides. It helps to protect us against those um, chronic illnesses, heart disease, strokes, high blood pressure, osteoporosis. It improves our mood. And it helps us to better manage our stress. Exercise is very, very key. And I cannot stress that anymore. And or nor is there any more to say. You have to move and 
exercise has some, some amazing health benefits. Now to my jam, nutrition. To me, you know, good nutrition is eating food that loves me back. I'm, and you've heard me say this before, guys, I'm just like anybody else. My favorite food is french fries. Um, Actually, it's actually been elevated. My french fry game has been elevated. (laughs) I love myself some truffle french fries. Mm -mm -mm. They're so good. But what if we didn't have, and you've heard me say this before, choose between good food and good for us food, right? So say that, I'm going to say that again. What if we didn't have to choose between good food and good for you food? Because we all know (laughs) that french fries, for me, that is good food. Not so much good for me, but it is delicious. I'm going to take a few minutes now to share share a few of those foods that are delicious and good for you. And they support an overall healthy lifestyle. One that can help us also, that can help us avoid and even cure those lifestyle diseases uh, like blood pressure, diabetes, and obesity. I'm going to jump right into it, guys. I'm going to start with one of my all-time favorites, avocados. Avocados are creamy. They're succulent. And they contain the best kind of fat for us, the monounsaturated fat. They also help to block the absorption of bad fats like cholesterol. They're high in lutein, which aids us in good eyesight. They're high, they have folate and potassium, which can help reduce the risk of stroke and cardiovascular disease. And they're low in pesticides. So this is one where you don't have to worry so much about getting the organic variety. Avocados are good in guacamole. They're good um, in our smoothies. They make our smoothies nice and creamy. And it's a low sugar option if you're looking at putting the banana, uh, a banana for that creaminess in your smoothie. Um, You can chop them up on your salad. Or you can just simply remove the, slice it in half, remove the pit, squeeze a little lime juice and a little salt on it and just scoop it right out of its hull. It's so good. And it's okay to eat uh, an avocado a day. Beets, one of my fall favorites. Beets are a good source of folate. It guards against birth defects, colon cancer, and osteoporosis. It's high in fiber and beta carotene. My favorite way to eat beets, let's see. I love them roasted. I love them in smoothies. I love them juiced. I love them in salads. Oh, yes. Roasted in salads. My favorite salad is arugula, roasted beets, walnuts, and um, goat cheese. Mm -mm -mm, Y'all, 
so delicious sweet potato now here's my other fall favorite sweet potatoes contain phytonutrients that promote heart and eye health and they boost immunity they contain beta carotene thought to lower the risk of breast cancer and they contain vitamin A vitamin A which may <laughs> reduce the effects of smoking but I hope y'all listening to this have already quit smoking it is so not good for us cruciferous vegetables and I'm going to try to pick the pace up a bit guys cruciferous vegetables cabbages cauliflower broccoli they all contain a powerful range of disease fighters one in particular is sulforaphane which may increase enzymes that lower the incidence of colon and lung cancers now with cruciferous vegetables i really don't even have to say anymore steamed fresh you know on salads juice in smoothies there's just so many ways to incorporate those into our diet berries blueberries have a very high level of antioxidants which combat the damage done by inflammation and it even helps to lower inflammation some new research out there that suggests that blueberries might even protect the heart muscle from damage and you can eat these frozen or fresh so during the summer months of course they are it you should be able to get them fresh no problem from your farmer's market but during the winter months they're readily available in the freezer in the freezer section they're so good I actually eat frozen blueberries as a snack they're so good I put blueberries on my salads I include them in smoothies I even put them in my oatmeal let's see what else I think yeah that's it can't think of anything else right now like I said I eat them frozen as a snack dark leafy greens such as your spinach your kale your swiss chard they're all excellent sources of iron which is which you know is especially important for us women it has they have vitamin a and lutein for eye health and they're packed with omega-3s alliums the alliums consists of leeks onions and garlic um, they can help to lower blood pressure and cholesterol levels research suggests that they inhibit the growth of prostate and stomach cancer and colon cancer cells they also contain they have antibiotic properties so they can ward off germs with with leeks I put it in soup with onions everything salads soup I season my vegetables with it same with garlic they're just so really very good whole grains whole grains are high in uh, magnesium um, B vitamins fiber and manganese 
you know, one of my most favorite whole, whole grains is buckwheat. I love myself some buckwheat pancakes. And if you're interested in my my recipe for buckwheat pancakes, hit me up at earringsoff at gmail.com and I will definitely share it with you. Buckwheat pancakes are, are, are absolutely delicious. Turmeric. Turmeric is used in holistic medicine as a digestive aid and wound healer. It, it is an anti-inflammatory. You know, so don't hesitate to reach for curry, which turmeric is a primary ingredient of curry, when you're nursing a toothache or a sprain. And I'm not kidding about that. And also, um, you turmeric in your smoothie, fresh turmeric in your smoothie is so delicious and it's so good for you that no joke if you have a headache or you're feeling some sort of a pain it really does i have experienced it it decreases inflammation thus getting rid of that pain oregano oregano has a superstar level of antioxidant so if you took if you take a half teaspoon of dried oregano, it has the same level of benefit as eating a full spinach salad. Oregano has the ability to act as an expectorant, clearing congestion, and it can also improve digestion. I'm going to tell you one way that I use oregano essential oil. So with essential oils, you have to please be sure to read my blog on essential oils uh, uh, pure essential oils have to be diluted um, with a carrier oil so take a drop of pure oregano oil with a diluting oil like grapeseed or olive or coconut oil um, a drop of it and mix it together and rub it on the bottom of your foot if you're experiencing any congestion it will make you feel better uh, it, it's amazing how it works. Of course, not overnight. You'd have to do it a couple of, uh, two or three times a day in order to see that kind of a, uh, of response. Cinnamon. Cinnamon is the gold medalist of spices. It's one of the highest antioxidant levels of all herbs and spices. It also has a positive effect on blood glucose levels. And you can, you can add it to just about anything, really. You can. I add it to oatmeal. I add it to my tea. I add it to coffee. I add it to, I mean, I add it to, of course, if you're going to bake sweet potatoes, uh, sweet potato pie, um, just experiment with it. It's just a good one to include in your, in your diet. Ginger, cayenne, black pepper, all the same, right? They have... Um, have these compounds in them that boost your metabolism, right? They're just overall good for you. But be careful, ladies. If you're experiencing hot flashes, you don't want to do too much ginger, cayenne, or black pepper, right? Let's talk about salmon. Salmon is really high in omega-3 fatty acids. 
naturally you would like to get the wild caught variety of salmon it is really good for you nuts of all nuts walnuts contain the most alpha alpha leolinic omega-3 fatty acids um, which lowers the LDL which is the bad cholesterol and it helps to reduce inflammation in arteries surely guys these aren't all but some of the nutrient good foods that taste good that are good for you um, that you should consider including in your diet the bottom line is we need to change the way we think of food we have to see food as nourishment fuel for our bodies we have to see it as serving nourishing our body bodies and as a real benefit to our bodies we have to eat things that are good for us that love us back I'm not saying to deprive ourselves but as Dr. Greger says in his book title how not to die we should consider we should consider the traffic light when deciding what to eat green means go eat all of the unprocessed plant foods that you desire yellow means cautious so be cautious when you're eating processed plant foods in unprocessed animal foods in red you need to stop right stop and think about what you're doing when you're eating ultra processed plant foods and processed animal foods and what are those like ultra processed plant foods are those you know those meat products those plant meat products that are now on the market like uh, the the um, I don't want to name labels but you know they're they're burgers they're plant burgers um, and they're very popular right now those are considered ultra plant foods, ultra processed plant foods and processed plant foods are like your canned meats your hot dogs your uh what are those things called the i just saw it on a movie uh <laughs> vienna sausages those little tiny vienna sausage things that come in a can and spam which is not even i think meat but anyway i digress food should give us life y'all simply put food should give us life it should make us feel good we should pay attention to what we eat and how it makes us feel simply put and cliche as it sounds but 100% true we should eat to live and not live to eat <laughs> I know I know the struggle is real and it's real for all of us I'm including me in that think about it a good deal of our problems with food comes from our attitude about eating right in many cultures food is the center of most all occasions and associated with and I'm doing air quotes, the good life. We let marketing dictate what we eat, when we eat, how to eat, and what to eat, right? 
a good example of that is, you know, breakfast. We have to eat eggs and sausage. You know, eggs, sausage, bacon, those things we associate with breakfast. What about giving salad a try? What about eating vegetables for breakfast? Who says we can't do that? Don't let people tell you what is right or wrong for you. Don't eat things because that is what you've always ate or what your parents ate. We've got to be intuitive and intentional when it comes to nutrition. We have to pay attention to what you eat and how it makes you feel. See, I told y'all, nutrition is my jam. But I'm going to get off my soapbox and leave you with this. My naturopathic doctor told me, this a long time ago. Make sure that the majority of the foods you eat will spoil and just eat them before it does. Folks, that's it for me today. I tell you what, this has been a lot of fun. I love you guys and I mean it. And thank you so much for tuning in to Earrings Off. And thank you so much for the support of Earrings Off. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.